On today's episode, we're answering your most pressing questions. And welcome to Pixie Dust Parents. I'm Alicia, a mom of two kids, ages eight and three. And I'm Nicole, a mom of two little ones, ages four and two. Today we're answering user submitted questions, and these are some of the most pressing questions that we're getting over on our Instagram accounts. So, Nicole, kick us off, please. What is your top question? Yeah, so this one actually comes up a lot, um, and it's a lot of like meal questions. And I mean, I don't know, I'm down for it because I always like a good meal. But this one (laughs) is um, focus more on character breakfast. And so always lots of questions about like the best character breakfast or like what's the most worth it. But this one is more specific in um, what character breakfast they should do when they're doing a park day as well. Okay. Okay. Okay, So with this one. What are we thinking about here? And that's where I was going to go into is that with doing a character breakfast and a park, I mean, there's character breakfasts within a park or there's ones at resorts. So I think it really kind of like there's a next level that needs to be thought about or answered as to where Um, this specific question, they were going to either Epcot or Animal Kingdom. So... My initial thoughts were Garden Grill, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think you might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also for Epcot, Garden Grill, and then um, Cape May. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I like. You, If you're staying on the Skyliner route, you could take the Skyliner, go over to Cape May, and have your breakfast, and then walk right into Epcot. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice way to start the day. Um, and then the other option for Animal Kingdom, I had suggested Tusker House, okay. which, I mean, their outfits over there are super cute, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You could also do, if like if you're a rope dropping sort of group, you could rope drop Hollywood Studios and then leave on the Skyliner for a late Tobolino's. Mm-hmm. And do that at like eleven or twelve. Um, that would like be... if you're going to Hollywood Studios for that day. Yeah. Okay. Or or Epcot. Sorry. Uh huh. Um, yeah. In my mind, I was thinking Hollywood Studios. Okay. But yeah. Got you it. You do it from Epcot too, obviously. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Tusker House makes the most sense if you're doing Animal yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> like just far and away. Otherwise, like, I mean, depending on where you're staying, if there's a character meal where you're staying, like, that might be an option to start your morning. Or mm-hmm. if you can get there quickly, like, if you're staying at Caribbean Beach, you can get over to Top Topolino's easily. But I probably wouldn't go out of my way for a character meal that was at another resort before yeah. going to the park. Unless you can take a minivan and you just have no budget. <laughs> right. And all the time. Yes. Then that makes sense. But yeah. when I had initially responded, um, I did share Topolino's, Ohana, and then Cape May as mm-hmm. um, 
like just the general top ones that came to mind for this family. But then when we added the layer of like a park day, that's where it kind of got a little tricky. And that's just stuff you have to think about, like the logistics of transportation. Yeah. It does take a while. It does. And it like, those are then moments or hours that you're not in the park. You're not able to, you Mm -hmm. know, get on rides you're not able to beat crowds you know that's all something to consider i think um oh the other thing that you can consider for epcot is uh, if you have a princess fan is Akershus because Akershus is character dining in epcot and i believe they have breakfast i believe so um and breakfast is I like a breakfast character meal um they're cheaper than your traditional character meal so you get the benefit of like characters with a lower price tag um mm-hmm. so for those princesses that's a pretty good deal it's also um Cinderella's royal table over in Magic Kingdom has yeah. a character princess breakfast and again that's the one we've actually done because it was a little bit cheaper. Um, and then also in Magic Kingdom, Crystal Palace, if you want to do like Tigger and Pooh and those guys, um, which is fun. But I think, honestly, I think it depends on who you want to see, like what characters yeah. you want to meet and, you know, who are your kids into? Like if your kids aren't into Lilo and Stitch, unfortunately, <laughs> breakfast at ohana isn't gonna make a whole lot of sense i, mean, I guess mickey is there but mickey yeah Pluto's. yeah they at least have that but yeah i can understand that as well there's lots yeah. of options and i think that's the hard thing is thinking about one just where's your like where what are your plans for the rest of the day but mm-hmm. then also yeah who your kids are actually like into because yeah. i wouldn't want to go to the disney junior breakfast at hollywood and vine correct (laughs) i mean not like i wouldn't want to but like the kids also wouldn't want to because we just don't watch disney junior that much like so okay part of why we've gone to garden girl so many times because Mm -hmm. they love chippendale so much like that's a big part of that magic so okay well hopefully that helps yes hopefully (laughs) All right, so here's one that I got about um, char- like not character experience, um, experiences in the park. And so this is specific to Galaxy's Edge and um, Hollywood Studios asking if Droid Depot and building a droid is better, a better experience, a better option than Savi's Workshop and the lightsaber build. And I think this is this is such a hard question to answer because... They're both really fun. They're both really cool. Mm-hmm. They're both really unique. They're both really expensive. And they're both very different. Um, so I think it depends on who is going to be doing the activity. If it's a kid versus an adult. And if it's like a diehard Star Wars fan versus a more casual Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> just sort of generally speaking. and And my kid has done both. So like they're they're both suitable for children so don't take any of what i'm about to say 
like super seriously like this is definitive it's not i think joy depot is better for kids under 10 and savvy's is better for kids and adults over 10 um Mm. the experience at savvy's is a lot more intense and a lot more immersive and it's very cool like yoda comes and speaks to you and that's awesome <laughs> like i want to do that i was just thinking about it um and the lightsaber is really high quality it's also very heavy like the thing is heavy so just not a great toy for a little kid um Dre depot on the other hand is a faster experience it's still super immersive and hands-on. They get to actually build their droid. They have quote-unquote power tools to use. They're like power screwdrivers. And there are cast members there to help. They do require an adult um, for kids under a certain age. But basically you're building a toy. And you're building a toy that they can like take outside and immediately start playing with. And yes, you can immediately start playing with your lightsaber also. But it's just... One is much more kid-friendly, I think. Um, So the price point between them, the droid is 120 and the lightsaber is over 200 Um, (laughs) I know, they are not cheap. Yeah. Um, Because we're bougie and ridiculous, we have built a custom lightsaber from a third-party site that has more functions and more lights and controls and commands than the Savvy lightsaber. So even with that high price point, it still isn't like the fanciest lightsaber you can have. Um, But we've done three droids and the kids still play with them and they love them. So I'm a big fan of Droid Depot. I think if you're looking for a unique experience, that's a really good option. If you are talking about an adult diehard Disney fan, just go make the lightsaber. Get your kyber crystal, get get your do the lightsaber. Just do it. And this is one that I have to bow out on as someone who is <laughs> just openly not in a Star Wars era. <laughs> With the there. pricing, yeah, yeah, we just it's not not our time for it right now so i will absolutely let you take the lead on that one (laughs) yeah i get it. but the droid one actually sounds fun like if we were to do one for hunter i think we'd go for droid because it's really fun cheaper price point and it's i think more interactive and like engaging um during and then after we've had both of them for over two years and Mm -hmm. the lightsaber comes out once in a while the droids come out pretty regularly like Hmm. with three droids they're still like pulling all three out like playing with them they battle slash talk to each other like and that's the other thing like they have personality chips they can talk to each other you can also like there's an app that you can download on their tablets and they can control them through their tablet app like there's all sorts of cool functionality and then they also talk to the droids in galaxy's edge and we'll like interact mm. with them so they're even kind of cool to walk around the park yeah they just for the price i think they're a better option personally mm-hmm. but... i like that we'd go for that all right what is <clears throat> all right so my next one is rider swap 
And I think this is one that, like, to me is commonly known, but I feel like a lot of first-time guests um, or, like, returning guests that haven't been since and then they had kids and are now coming back don't realize it's there until, like, later in their trip or the end of their trip. Mm-hmm. And I think just knowing about Rider Swap, Rider Switch, however you want to call it, um, is so important and like especially if you have littles that don't meet high requirements or just someone in your party that doesn't want to ride um and someone needs to hang back with them um so the specific question was rider swap um one how to use it but then also what happens if you check in um and the time of your lightning lane window closes before you get back out. So first, just like walking you through checking in, you can typically typically walk up to um, a majority of the rides, usually some of the bigger rides, but there's a full list um, if you look up Rider Swap on Disney. And then you just walk up to the cast member that's out kind of hanging out near the front. It looks like they have a little iPad tablet type thing with them. Um, Typically, they're like under an umbrella. And then you just kindly tell them that you want to set up Rider Swap. And then they scan. They might ask you, you know, who's going second or whatnot, who's writing twice. And then they scan whoever they need to. And you're on your way. So if you do have genie plus you go through the lightning lane either time if you do not have genie plus you go through the standby lane the first time and then after that party is ridden and then come off then they go that second party goes through the lightning lane but say you have genie plus and you are coming towards the end of your lightning lane window and you go you set up rider swap while you're on the ride, your lightning lane window closes. They're not going to not let that second party go on the ride. Like you're good to go because <laughs> yeah. you've already skinned in. So you're, you're good to go, go on the ride. And, um, I feel like the cast members, whether it's that situation or even just showing up late to a lightning lane, there is that grace period, but they also understand like buses break down. There's, you know, other stuff that might have been a holdup that if you just kindly explain and often you don't even have to fully explain, they just say, oh, yeah, go ahead. So you're good. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think it's I think it's even like less of an issue specifically with rider swap because you've literally set up that second ride for the Mm -hmm. second group that it's like you're you're checked in. You met your window now like your turn is whenever your other riders get off like mm-hmm. there's no the only time that we've ever like been at all worried about the second group getting on a ride was on rise of the resistance and it was because the park <laughs> was closing so mm. like that I could was, be a little <laughs> i was waiting it, yeah it was the first time i ever rode it too so it was stressful um yeah but I took my son on and I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to get off in time? Are we going to get off in time? And of course, like 
it was rise so the ride had been down earlier that day and mm. our boarding group Everyone had gotten back. called it was during virtual queue time and uh-huh. so our boarding group got called and by the time we got through and on the ride it was like the park was closing in 20 minutes the ride takes like 18 minutes like um so we ran i was like go 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 and they <laughs> they got checked in and it was fine but that's Good. the only time that you really have to worry about that with yeah. rider swap. Otherwise, like that's kind of the point of rider swap is that that second ride is kind of reserved. So, mm-hmm. all right. So the next one we have is what are our favorite treat snacks or meals to mobile order? Um, where to where to begin? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> we live and die by mobile order. Um, yes. It pains me that Joffrey's doesn't have mobile order. <sighs> Someday. Um, let's see. Let's go by. I'm going to go by park. <laughs> I don't know how. There's no way to like. Mm, there's no way to like really cut this down. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite. Okay. So in Magic Kingdom, some of my favorites to mobile order for snacks. Sleepy Hollow Waffle. Um, that's the one that i've literally <laughs> zoomed in on right now <laughs> sleepy hollow <laughs> sleepy hollow is so good and both the sweet and the savory i like them both i think they're both delicious you can also get corn dogs there and giant waffles giant mickey waffles <laughs> um let's see we also really love fryer nook so getting some like tots and mac and cheese and snacks over there um you can't mobile order at aloha isle which is a bummer i think those are our our main favorites in magic kingdom Mm -hmm. um going over to epcot i would say for the most part we're not mobile ordering a ton because we're doing festival booths (laughs) and garden grill (laughs) Um, literally what i was thinking <laughs> i was like i don't know that i've ever mobile actually i have over at connections connections okay yeah because we were doing a guardians um writer swap i believe it okay. was m- might have been the f- when i went with my mom but i'm not sure um but i think that's the one mobile order i've done in Epcot. I think Regal Eagle has mobile order. And I feel like that's a good one. But otherwise I don't I don't I don't do a lot of mobile order in Epcot. Um Hollywood Studios is where it's at. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I'm getting no, ahead of myself. Good. Um Sunshine Seasons has mobile order, I believe in the land pavilion and they have some yummy snacks um okay so let's go to hollywood studios what are you mobile ordering in hollywood studios (laughs) i was laughing because it's like i know i said i'm not in my star wars era but my like (laughs) consistent mobile order is going to be over in galaxy's edge um for a ronto wrap delicious so that's my um, like consistent Woody's lunchbox. I figured you're gonna say that the tots. 
Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, the tots. Um, we've definitely also done Catalina Addies and Fairfax Fair um, for kids' puffy pizza. Yeah, and I was going to say Fairfax. Snackies. Yeah, I think those are those are our most popular. Um, we did also do Baseline, but it wasn't my favorite, so... We've done, sorry, we've done um, the milk stand as well, but like, (laughs) it's not, you don't even need to mobile order it, but it's all, it's nice because we literally, it's not too bad, but we kind of pass through Galaxy's Edge, so I just mobile order all of the food. the sites, just walking through, (laughs) I'm just going to get my food. I'm just here for the food. So, yeah, walking through and just picking up our mobile orders and walking right out over to Toy Story Land. (laughs) Uh, No shame. (laughs) So that's us. Oh, so wrong. So wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Animal Kingdom. Um, So Tuli Canteen (laughs) is my favorite for mobile order. And I can't, I can't say if there are any others that I've tried over there for mobile order. So Tuli Canteen is definitely my favorite. We have done Flame Tree Barbecue for mobile order, and that was a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that for sure. And, We've done you know. Pongu Pongu, but it wasn't mobile order. Mm-hmm. That one just it's like you. I get I get what's my order and what's not, but I am just so used to the digital orders, like a Target order, a grocery order, an Amazon yeah. order, that yeah. I just want everything automated in that way because Correct. again, lines suck. Yeah. <laughs> so and lines with kids suck. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What is our next question? So my next one is best resort stays with kids. Um, so I think we should just share like our top, like favorite on-site Disney resort stay that we've had with the kids. Um, mine is going to be Art of Animation. And I know that that one especially the sweets just gets like so much hate because it's like, oh, you're paying, you know, high pricing for being at a value resort. prices at a value resort. But yeah. I really like the theming. I love the themings of most of the value resorts. Um, you get the Skyliner, but those sweets were so nice. And I wrote it off as we split the hotel room cost with um, the other party that we were with, the grandparents. <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> it was basically, it. I mean, it was like half off pretty much, right. you know, so I didn't feel like I was paying that, that full pricing. Um, but yeah, I really liked that. And it might have just honestly been how lucky we got with where our room was, being on the first mm-hmm. floor being just right off of the the front of um like the entrance mm-hmm. in the in the the Nemo area and then we were also 
near the pool, but we weren't like an exterior room on that side to where it was loud in any way. And then we had amazing views of the Skyliner. It was just the perfect room, perfect spot. And yeah. I just really enjoyed that one. That was my top. I think I'm going to, I think I have a tie, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And for two very different reasons. Um, so one is the contemporary and like <laughs> strictly, yeah, I know, right? The deluxe. Woo! I, But not even for the deluxe room, specifically for the location, like the Magic Uh Kingdom proximity. Um, If you are Magic Kingdom people and you are taking Magic Kingdom kids, that there's no other resort that's better to stay at. Like you can walk there. It's 10 minutes. It has its own security checkpoint. Chef Mickey's is literally in the building. The monorail goes through it. Like there's a lot. It has one of the biggest arcades on property, huge gift shop. Like there's just a ton there, and there's really good food. There's really good dining. Um, it has its own Joffreys. There's a lot to enjoy about the contemporary, and I feel like, yes, it's a deluxe resort with little kids, but if you're going to Magic Kingdom or if you need to mm-hmm. take midday breaks and you're worried about busing, it's fantastic. And then because the monorail proximity, you can take the monorail over to Epcot. You do have to bus to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. But for us, if you're, you know, a heavy-duty Magic Kingdom family, it's worth it. For completely other reasons, our favorite (laughs) is Caribbean Beach. And they're not similar at all. Um, What we love about Caribbean Beach is the pool, the food, the vibes the feel the proximity to the riviera the skyliner access like there's just a lot to offer at that resort and although the contemporary is lovely it is a little bit more i don't know formal is the right word but it's just very it's almost cold like it's just very cut and dry like we are a fancy hotel in a building that does not look attractive and like even the pool is really boring at the contemporary and yes it has a water slide but like the theming of the pool at Kirby and Beach is way more interesting and much cooler the um the pool bar banana cabana is a lot more accessible and friendly and fun than the one at the contemporary so Caribbean beach is really just, I feel like a more relaxed environment. There's like a whole Island playground. It just seems like it's more, I don't want to say kid friendly because it's Disney. Everything is kid friendly. It's just more kid centric. And for that, we've, we've really loved it. Also like the best quick service food hands down I've ever had on Disney property is at Caribbean beach. And I heard somebody else basically saying the same thing the other day and it was like aha it's not just me I'm not just making it up it really is that good like so for us Caribbean Beach is our favorite overall love that I figured you're gonna say contemporary for the location and I mean considering the other resorts that are in that area being much more pricey for the location I mean I think that 
the contemporary could be totally worth it, especially if you're like heavy Magic Kingdom, which I think first timers and parents with younger kiddos are typically at least two days at Magic Kingdom, if not more. Um, So I think that if you're going to go for one of those, yeah, that would totally make sense. Well, and if you have babies and you're taking them, like the proximity, the ability to watch the fireworks from the hotel, like there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of good there that they're offering um, for families Mm -hmm. of little kids. So I think it's worth it. Um, yeah. And if you can do the garden view rooms, those are a little bit cheaper. And those are definitely the cheapest rooms on the monorail loop. Um, so that's something to consider, too. And those are the ones that are kind of out more on the wings, Yeah, they're not right? in the main tower. They're in the, like, mm-hmm. south building. And it is... You do have to walk from the main lobby outside. But it's, like, a two-minute walk. Um mm. And then they're in a, it's a two floor building. So you're either on the ground floor or the top floor. Okay. So the next question is how to get started <laughs> as travel agents. Uh, yeah, we are not travel agents and we don't know. <laughs> I think there's like, there's also another like just part to this of not only like, oh, how do you get, how do you be a travel agent? But like, oh, are you a travel agent? Can you book my trip for me? And like, I always yeah. have to gently, I'm not, I'm so I have sorry. no interest, but here's a list of people who I think you would, you know, work well with. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I've seen a lot. I've had that question um, a couple of times. Like, hey, how did you get started? How do you know who to go with? Are the big agencies good mm-hmm. or not good? And I could not tell you. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, don't I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I think it's always helpful um to just like point them in the direction of um I guess the ones that I know and that I'm more familiar with the specific agents but I have no clue what it's like yep doing the whole travel agent thing yeah I like considered it and then I started an Instagram account and that's where I went with (laughs) same same I was like oh yeah I'm gonna do the travel agent thing and then I got overwhelmed by the process and all of the options and I was like you know what maybe mm-hmm. I'll just do a podcast and yeah. so here we are 40 <laughs> episodes in oh yeah I think it's also like I recognize just how much work that they do put in yeah for multiple families and just for me it's not even putting in that work it's the weight of someone else's trip and everything lining up exactly how it's supposed to be and making sure reservations are correct that putting that weight on me is not something that I want I can barely get up for my own dining reservations I cannot get up (laughs) for someone else's much love to everyone but I'm not getting up at 4 in the morning for y'all All right, that's going to bring us to our tip of the week. Nicole, do you have a tip of the week? 
Yes, so my tip is going to be go back and reference <laughs> our previous episodes. So we got other questions and, you know, while we were discussing this, it was like, well, we could totally, you know, continue to answer these questions and um, drag out the time, but these are just general questions that we get often that we've actually utilized those to make full episodes out of. So I would highly suggest just going back into our podcast episodes and scrolling back because we have some super awesome deep dives into like dining and like specific, super specific character dining, um, best dining for kids. We have, you know, our top must haves for what you should bring in the park with kids. We did a deep dive into resorts on site and off site. Like we did a whole deep dive and just kind of like genie plus rundown daily rundown for every single park. So a, a lot of the questions are also like genie plus related strategy related. We did a whole series on that. And so that's my tip is just go back and find the episode that you think you, you know, you want to learn most about and just go play that one. Cause we got a lot of great ones that I think we did a really good deep dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Even some of those earlier episodes, like the really early ones where we talked about like how to rent a crib on Disney mm-hmm. property or, you know, what strollers we bring, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really good information even on the the way back episodes. So that <laughs> even is we a have good tip of the, week. the flying with kids. Like gosh. Oh, yeah, flying with there's kids. so many good ones that we have. Yeah. Yes. So many good ones. Yes. Yeah, go back and give those a listen um, because they really do answer a lot of the questions that we get on a regular mm-hmm. basis. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Nicole, where can listeners find you online? My handle is bibbidi-bobbidi-bestie. And you can find me at pixiedust underscore parent. I'm so glad you joined us and stay tuned for our next episode.